Today's show is pre-recorded. Uh-huh, I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. <laughs> One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. Man, oh man, oh man. It symbolizes just one thing to me, man. It's just a constant reminder of exactly how good God has been to me over the years. And I thank him for it, too, because I realize every day that I wake up that I would be nothing without him. That everything I am that's any good in me, I owe to him. Now, have I made some mistakes along the way? Yep. Mm-hmm. Bunches. Bunches and bunches. And will I continue to make mistakes along the way? Yep. Not as many, hopefully, as I have in the past, because a lot of stuff I know better now. But you're still going to make mistakes. Now, you know, hopefully I've limited the amount of intentional errors in my life. I've wiped quite a few of those out. But from time to time, because we're human, we're going to make a mistake every now and then. The trick with it is, y'all, is not to let the devil deceive you into thinking that once you make that mistake, that that's it. You can't do it. You've fallen off the wagon. You can't reboard it. That's the biggest trick that he uses. He makes you think that if you keep stumbling, that you can't run the race. Um, It kind of reminds me of a marathon runner. From time to time, I watch him on TV. And you'll see some people who uh, finish the race, you know, in a a nice uh, pace. You see people finish the race sprinting towards the finish line but every now and then you'll watch a marathon and you'll see a runner 
and the runner is in really, really bad shape. The key is they finish the race. See, you don't get disqualified in the marathon because you stumble. You don't, they don't, they don't take your opportunity to finish the race because you keep falling. That's not the key. The key is finishing. And a lot of times what, what the devil does is he makes you think that because you keep stumbling, because you're swaying from side to side, that, you know, you out the race. Well, that's not the case. And see, and in this thing called life, let me help you understand something. Everybody falls. Nobody sprints to the tape in this one. Nobody just runs free and clear. There's some people running faster than you and all like this. And some people going to get to the end before you. Let them go ahead. And when the end come, the end come. I ain't in a rush to get to the end. But in this race, though, when you're stumbling and you're falling, it's a part of it. No one gets through this race without stumbling and falling, swaying from side to side. So don't let the... Uh, the enemy deceive you into thinking that it's over. I, I, I try to be encouraging to people because I don't want people to get stuck on this thing. You know, and my walk is very different from a lot of people's walks. And then I know a lot of people who walk in faith the way I'm walking in faith. But my, my thing in the morning is just to remind those that is not a perfect walk, man, that it's not something that's set up where you're going to be skipping through life scot-free without any pitfalls. You know, I keep saying it over and over and over again because, like I said, when I was in D.C., um, my boy Hondo said this to me, and it just kind of stuck with me, that the road to construct, the road to success is always under construction. You have to figure and count on the setbacks and the pitfalls, but it's those people that, that, uh, that, that, uh, that fight through will be the victors in the end. You cannot give up, man. Stop going somewhere and sitting down every time something goes down. It's going to go down. It's a part of it. It's going to happen. It's going to occur. There are going to be setbacks. If you go and sit down every time there's a setback, you, you that's not how this works. It is designed that way. If success were easy, Everybody would be successful. But success is just reserved for those who are willing to fight through, who refuse to settle for mediocrity, who want something more. Now, don't get me wrong. Success is defined by each individual. So what I may consider to be successful, you may not consider that. You know, what Bill Gates considers successful, I might not consider. What what Michael Jordan considers successful, I might not consider. What you consider successful, your boss might not consider. You have to define what that is for yourself. It may not be monetary at all. You know, your level of success could be tied up in community service. It could be tied up in family. It could be tied up in the church. Your level of success could be tied up in the Boys clubs, it could be any number of things. Whatever your level of success is, you have to determine what that is. You And the best way to determine that is to get in touch with your maker who created you to find out what your mission and your purpose is so he can put you on track. I just had a, this conversation with my son and we were talking about 
getting on the path that God has set up for you. So many times we find ourselves fighting through life because of so much uncertainty, because we have no idea where we're headed. It's like uh, one of my um, sayings that I have at my mentoring camp for boys is, is that a boy without a male role model is like an explorer without a map. See, if you don't have a map laid out in front of you of where you're going, when you wake up every day, that pretty much explains the feeling of confusion, the lackadaisical attitude, the, the lack of purpose, the not understanding your mission, because you don't have not gotten in touch with your creator to find out exactly what your path in life is. What are you supposed to be doing? The moment you can identify that is the moment that you get started waking up with purpose, with the sense of direction, when you kill the sense of I don't know what's next or what to do. Now, there's going to be some confusing moments no matter what happens. There's going to be some uncertainty, but at least you'll know where you're going. So if you're tired of waking up feeling lost, abandoned, confused, don't know what to do, don't know what you're supposed to be doing, refer back to your maker. Because when he created you, he had a plan for you. When he created you, he had a path for you. Now, we've made some decisions to get off of both of those, the mission and the path, but God can get you right back on track. Do that today. Ask him what you're supposed to be doing. And listen, God has all the answers if you form the relationship, okay? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. It's the start of the morning show. Steve Harvey on the radio. Everybody need to get it together so you know it's time for us to get started. So let's go. Yeah, I, w- I would have failed miserably as a, as rapper. a rapper. Yeah, that I don't was even. Pretty good, though. Yeah, was I don't even like that. it though. At I don't even rhyme. like it. At yeah, least you were rhyming. Yeah, I ain't like. I don't. I don't like trying to. I don't like having to keep that little thing. Don't you know that I ever see you? Everybody want to be you. I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah. That's not for me. You're I'm not R&D good dude. at it. You're now, there's some great ones out there, but it's not for me. Good morning, everybody. Shirley Strawberry. Morning, Steve. Carla Pharrell. Good morning. What's up, crew? That doggone junior boy. Morning, everybody in the building. And the fool, nephew Tommy. Yay, yay. Yeah. Well, morning. How y'all doing? Yeah. What's happening? Hey, Man. same thing as yesterday. Man. Didn't do nothing. Didn't do <laughs> nothing yesterday. Didn't huh? do nothing. Mm-mm. Is tree growing though? What? Oh, mm-hmm. oh, you're watching it. The progress, yeah. Junior. What kind of tree is it, Junior? A uh, big old green one. <laughs> he don't even know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all I can tell you right now. Uh-huh. How's your neighbor, Junior? How's your That's neighbor? It. Oh, you know what? Um. You know what? We're going to have to kill that. Uh, uh, I did the fruit thing. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, the fruit was back on my side. He, you know, I said, like a good neighbor, then he said, well, I'm here. So. It oh, somebody came through. Yeah, yeah, she do have a dude. Okay, well. Oh. Was, yeah, I laid the fruit over there. Like a good neighbor, Junior, he, he put it back on there with another note, said, well, I'm here. So mm. He slid it back under yeah. the Well, at least, he ain't, at least he ain't eat it. You know, nah. he could have yeah. ate it. So, you know, got some more fruit in here. I'm good. 
Junior, let me yeah. ask you a question. Yeah. Just me and you talking now. How how long has she been staying across the hall from you? Uh, Since she been oh, over uh, there? Uh, nuh-uh, just about a week. Oh, she only oh. been there for a week? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you didn't give her ample time to scope out the situation. Uh-uh, I just went for it. I've been in here. <laughs> and three days felt like three years, didn't Man, no, re- no reward, Junior. That's Woo. right. Woo. Quarantine, love it. Step out on faith, baby. I did, Shirley. I love yeah. it. So. Well, good thing it wasn't number fruit. Yeah. <laughs> like what else? You know, could have been, could have been some steaks. Yeah. Could have been a lot of stuff. Well, well you yeah. slipped that love note under that dough. That would have oh, been yeah. love. Yeah. Yep. It was great yeah, advice. I'm still gonna use good. it though. Really good, Steve. Well, you mm-hmm. sound good today, Junior. Though oh, I'm great. I'm good. I'm in here. Mm-hmm. I'm crazy right now. I know. <laughs> Trees. We great. all are, brother. And man, we all are. <laughs> what does that uh. mean, sir? Huh? Tell me, how are you holding? I, I just, I just, I, uh-uh. I need fix a it. fix it. I need <laughs> a vacation <laughs> with just me. I okay, did. I need. Fixing it. You're not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's that true. crazy. No, well, man, yeah, let me go fishing, something. Fishing, yeah. golfing. Let me do all that in one week. I very rarely that's... agree with him, but I do on this one. Yeah. I need vacation by my damn self. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen. Coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, we're gonna do some ask the CLO, the Chief Love Officer, Steve Harvey, in the building with your questions right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, time now for Ask the CLO. We have some good questions from steveharveyfm.com. If you have some questions for the CLO, please, please, please feel free to write us. This one is from Jess in Hollywood, Florida. Steve, it says, my boyfriend and I are in our mid-20s, and sometimes he is not able to perform unless he watches porn first. Last Mm. night, we were being intimate, and he was really into it. Then he called me his ex-girlfriend's name. I didn't say anything because I didn't want him to stop. It was his best performance so far. Apparently, thinking about his ex-girlfriend kept him in the mood. Do you think he secretly still wants his ex, or is this just something that happens from time to time? Well, I got a couple of ideas here from you. You said that he only gets excited unless he's watching porn. In your 20s, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous because I, I don't even, I, I very rarely hear that from a guy that young. Yeah. Very rarely do I hear that. So that's kind of, that's kind of odd right there. Uh, him calling and he only gets excited. Now you're having your best performance and all of a sudden he calls his ex-girlfriend's name. Now, the question you need to find out is, is his ex-girlfriend a porn star? Oh, really? Wow. Real, huh? Yeah. See, that, <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. That has possibility written all over it. Okay. Maybe oh. she in one of them movies that get him real excited. Other than that, I don't know how long you all have been dating, and I don't know how long you can continue to accept being called the other girl's name, that ain't, I don't know how long that's allowable, but uh, I think you should have brought it to his attention so that he is aware of it and he can start working on it if it's serious. But I don't think y'all's relationship is going to go nowhere. 
because if you got to have porno to turn you on at in your 20s, the rest of your sex years is shot. <laughs> Man, damn, dog. Because in my 20s, I needed nothing. I just mm-hmm. needed no. cool air. Yeah. 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 If that, I, if if that just ready. It's, it's just walking blow. around ready. Did, Did the wind e- blow? Either one of these. <laughs> that right there, <laughs> hot. Let's this right go. here, hot. Don't matter. Yes. yes. Hot. Hey. I could, I could, hot. I could end my 20s. You hear me? Yeah. Okay. Well, you oh, want okay. the couch, yeah, Moving on, Shirley. This is from Tony. Yeah. <laughs> this is from Tony in New Jersey. I have a problem with my lady friend. I'm a bodybuilder, and I get a lot of women trying to holler at me at my DM, in my DMs, and they send lots of nude pictures. I'll show my lady the pics, and we laugh at them together. I found out the other day that my lady also gets nude pictures of men in her DMs. She clicked on a message by mistake, and I saw the picture of a naked man. She has never mentioned this to me. She said she hates the pics, and she immediately deletes them. But why does she keep it from me? Should I be concerned? Well, you know hmm. what, dog? See, hold up now. When you showing naked pictures, y'all mm-hmm. laughing. Kikin. You know, so now, now all of a sudden this ain't funny to you no more. <laughs> See, dog, you got to be careful what you introduce. I don't know what your ass is showing your girl naked pictures of other women for. I really don't know, man. I, I'm I'm confused about that. Normally, that you you you're inviting a, a hailstorm into your house when you do that. So I don't know what that was. But then she gets men sending her naked pictures too. But she ain't mentioned it to you yeah, because guess why? Because yeah. she know. Look, you done wrote a letter. See, you see a picture. Your ass done wrote a letter. <laughs> Y'all watching together. You just kick in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, partner. Yeah. So she already know it's a problem. And, and he's you, a bodybuilder? Ooh. Come on, man. Come on. All right, so, Steve. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not a problem that she might be messing around, but maybe she just didn't feel like dealing with this because you done wrote a letter into a national radio show. Mm-hmm. You show All her right. her pictures, y'all just laugh. Anonymous in Tennessee writes, I've been married for five years and my mother lives with us. I'm a diabetic and I've been sick a lot lately, so my mother has assumed the role as my full-time nurse and caregiver. This drives my wife crazy. My mother told my wife that she's been taking care of me all my life and it's not up for debate. My wife isn't having it and their constant arguing stresses me out. My wife works long hours and my mom is here when my wife can't be. So in a way, my mom is right. I'm stuck in the middle. Please help. No, 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 your mom isn't right. No. She's not right. Right. Your wife Mm -hmm. is the queen of the castle. There's only one queen in a castle. It might be some damsels. It might be some 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 other people at work. And but it's one queen, and your I'm wife is being rooted out by your mother, who's obviously taking some liberties with you, that your wife would like to be able to do. Now, yeah. the fact that you're sick, bro, I can't do nothing about that. Feel for you. Uh, you know, I don't know what you're supposed to say to somebody with diabetes. I don't know. You don't uh, see condolences. Say that here today. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, I don't know what you say to people who got diabetes. I don't know what to say. Like condolences or something. Condolences? I don't know what to say to him about the sickness. 
But it, your mother is not, she may have been taking care of you your whole life. But this your wife, dog. See, you said vows to your wife. Now, if your mother is there because you you can't provide for yourself, I don't I don't know what it is. But she lives with y'all, and it's creating a problem. She didn't marry you to live with your mama. Now I don't know how sick you are, dog. But if your mother just over there because she won't just keep an eye on you and check on you, then you got to change your living arrangements. Now if you incapacitated in some way then your wife going to have to work with your mama a little bit better. But your mama going to have to back up and yeah. let your wife be the queen of the castle. Your the wife mama is your mama's your wife not right. And dog, uh, now you don't, don't sleep with your mama, so. Mm. <laughs> You're going to mess around here that in a minute. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, go in there and sleep with your mammy. You're going to get me here that. <laughs> Don't say that. All right, coming up next, an nephew in the building with Run That Prank Back right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann is standing by with today's national Corona news update. In entertainment news, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott threw a party over the weekend in the middle of a pandemic. In other entertainment news, ratings for the Lifetime movie The Clark Sisters were huge. We'll talk about all of these stories Good. at the top of the hour. But right now, it's time for the nephew to run that prank back. What you got for us, Neff? Well, we're going to wax that ass. That's what oh. we're going to do. Goodness. Say it for me, Carla. Wax that ass. Oh, it, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, Carla. Don't be scared. Let's wax that ass. Come on. Boo. Let's go, cat dog. <laughs> Hello. Hello, I'm trying to reach uh, Owen, please. Yeah, this is Owen. Hi, Owen. This is Ramon. I'm giving you a call. Um, well, we're just confirming your appointment at 11 on Thursday, and I wanted to make sure you're a new client, so we wanted to make sure that you were okay. Wait a minute. Uh, appointment for what? You have a spa treatment scheduled um, at 11 on Thursday. You did receive a spa treatment from your wife for Christmas? Um. But I don't remember being set up for anything or any appointment. Well, she's made an appointment for you for 11 o'clock on this coming Thursday. I'm just calling to confirm that you would definitely be in to the salon. Well, I thought this was like a couple's massage or something like that. So what is the treatment all about? What's, what, what do you guys, I don't, I don't understand. Um, well, she's got you signed up for, let me look. She's got you signed up for us to actually wax your back and your buttocks on Thursday. And we actually have a special that we have a, um, a manzillion, which is a Brazilian. Wait, wait a minute. Wait. We have a manzillion. This isn't for real. Sir, we have you lined up for an appointment. If you don't want the appointment, please let us know. Wax my, my back and my ass. Get the hell out of here. Manzillion? What the hell it's, is a manzillion? You're... you're your wife has set you up for a back and butt hair removal, which is waxing. And what I'm saying is a manzillion is if you would like that, we would remove all the hair from your private area as well. <laughs> yeah, try again, man. There's no way I'm getting my private wax. What, so I could be hairless? Like a, like a, <laughs> no way. Get out of here. Evidently, if your wife has set you up for this, maybe she's not into all. You have you evidently have a lot of hair on your back. I'm assuming. 
Yeah, I'm a hairy guy, but she's never said anything about it. She likes it. She, okay. She, she calls me her well, little gorilla. She loves it. Well, maybe there's a mix of communication because this is the thing she's asking us to do is to remove your hair. Yeah, no, that's not happening. And if She's going to have to tell me yourself. And there's no way I'm going in to have somebody rip the hair off my back and my ass and my private. You kidding me? Get the out of here. This is crazy. Sir, this is, this is a very professional procedure. It won't take long. We'll have you in and out within 45 minutes. But you're going to... 45 minutes. It's going to take 45 minutes to rip off all of this hair? That sounds like torture. You kidding me? Okay, sir... No, 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 I think we're done. What do you mean we're done? I mean, I'm going to tell her to get a refund. No no one's getting a refund, okay? There's not going to be a refund. Now, you're supposed to come in at 11. This is something that she wants you to do. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Listen to me. I am not getting whacked. That's not something a man does. There's no way I'm doing that. If this is for real, I'm going to have a talk with her as soon as she gets home. Because, no. 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 Sir, sir, right now, right now, you are disrespecting my profession. That's what you're doing. Okay, okay look, I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't know what this is all about. I don't, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, but there's no way I'm doing this, all right? I'm not getting the back. No. There's no way. Okay. So, evidently, your wife wants it or she wouldn't have purchased it from us to have you come in and get it done. Well, yeah, she I'm going to have to talk to her about that. I mean, if there's something she wants waxed, you can wax her private. That's cool, but a man has hair. I mean, it's, it's well, if she men have hair. Well, if she's an appointment, then she's serious about getting it done. Uh, yeah, well, I'm serious about not going. So, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know how, how I can explain that to you. I'm not coming in. You can reschedule it for somebody else. I'll talk to her when she gets home, but that's that's it. I'm just. I'm well, your to- wife has paid $200 for this procedure. What? Did you say $200? Your wife has paid $200 for this procedure. Yeah, no. She's, she's going to get a refund. You guys are. No, this is. This, wait a minute, sir. Sir. Owen, this is non-refundable. So there is no money coming back. I will let you know okay. that. Two hundred f-ing bucks? There's no f-ing way. You gotta be f-ing kidding me. To, to, to take hair off of my back and my two hundred bucks? Sir, this is a very reputable spa here. I, I don't. I don't doing care. This. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go to the dollar store and get a a, a pack of razors. For a dollar, and she's gonna do it herself. And I'll give her, I'll give her ten bucks. If she's good, I'll give her a tip. And that's the five, fifteen bucks. I'm done. I'm saved. Two hundred bucks. There's no f-ing way. There is no f-ing way we are paying that money, and you guys are keeping that money. There's no f-ing way. Okay, do you understand? There's no. No, there's, there's definitely way not no. a. There is not a refund, Mr. Owen. There's definitely not a refund, Mr. Owen. What the? F- who the f- are you? There's no f-ing way. And I'm going to talk I'm to Ramon. I am Ramon here at the spa. And your wife came in and purchased this wonderful gift for you for Christmas. R- and R- Ramon, Ramon. Acting, I don't give no, a you're Ramon. Listen to me. Now. You're not respecting my profession. You're acting I don't, I, Look, look. I'm not trying to disrespect you, but I don't care about the, the profession. There's no way. That's, actually, that's robbery. Charging somebody 200 bucks to rip off hair off their, their body. There's no way. I'm just not doing it. And I'm going to talk to her. She's going to do it herself. I'm pissed because you're disrespecting my profession and you're not coming in at 11. I was supposed to come in at 11 so we could wax your back and your butt, and now you're saying no. There, there will be nothing whacked. 
I'm not coming in at 11. I'm not coming in ever. She's going to take care of this. So you don't have to worry about it, Ramon. I mean, well, all respect no to you, refund. but no. I need you to no. know that, Mr. Owen. There is no refund, okay? I mean, this, this is ridiculous. I don't even know why I'm talking to you. Your cousin Peter, have you spoken to him lately? How the f*** do you know Peter? Peter got me to call you. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your... You just got Get the f*** out of here. here. <laughs> just, I, I knew this was There's no way. <laughs> Idiot. Oh, man, he's doing good. I got to ask you something, man. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Steve Harvey Morning Show, no doubt. <laughs> I do. I do. I play do. Crazy. Too much. Crazy. Uh, King of Pranks. stupid. And if that wasn't stupid enough, me and my partner crime would be live with our uh, third show tomorrow. That is the TNJ Stay Home Comedy Virus Comedy Show. All right, go to my YouTube. You can hit me up at uh, the Nephew Tommy EXP. That's the Nephew Tommy Experience. And you can catch me and Jay when I stay at home comedy show. Man, I can't wait to get on stage. Yeah. <laughs> All right, nephew, thank you. Uh, we'll be watching tomorrow. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, police stopped by Dallas Cowboy uh, Dak Prescott's house, and um, this was after they got word that he was throwing a party during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, police said they stopped by and they were unable to verify if he and Ezekiel were partying with 30 people, which is a clear violation of the Texas uh, safe at home, stay at home order. Uh, Dak posted a picture from the event that showed a table set for only 10 people. Hmm. So, <laughs> so they That's how you do it, Dak. Yeah. Then that picture out. That's how uh-huh. you do it. <laughs> the police yep. talking about they couldn't verify. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed well, to do that, Dak. We can't have parties. You can't. You know what? <laughs> I don't even I don't understand. I don't even say why we mad at two football players throwing a party. We got pastors having church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. mad at them too. Yeah. So uh, you know, the two football players I damn near understand. <laughs> they but, young, they yeah. single. And they had them boys, man, they ain't busy right now. Man, let's do something. I'm about to go crazy. You coming over? Yeah, bring on. Yeah. Social yeah. distancing. Yeah. Yeah. And that one t- bring that one, too. And they came. Yeah. That's the thing. People yeah. came. Yeah. You got to take this stuff seriously, people. Absolutely. Yeah. Stay at home. All right, in other entertainment news, the Clark Sisters, First Ladies of Gospel Music, uh, their their movie was just incredible. Um, It was the highest rated Lifetime movie in four years, so congratulations to them. 2.7 million viewers watched it. um, And and just shout-outs to all the ladies, uh, Kiera Clark-Sheard, Karen Clark-Sheard's daughter played her. Played and her then, mother, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and then um, Ingenue Ellis, who played Dr. Maddie Moss Clark, just exceptional. Exceptional. Yes, mm-hmm. she was. She just really was. Steve, you got to make sure that you watch it before the week yeah, is over. Yeah, man, I got to mm-hmm. go. So, well, 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 I just got Hulu today. Oh, okay, I mean, look yesterday. at you. Well, I Hulu. love Hulu. Well, got Hulu love Hulu. Boy, got Hulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't, mm-hmm. I, ain't, I, ain't, oh, I ain't never knew what that was, but you can, you can watch 
course, I ain't telling y'all nothing, but you can watch shows that was on already. <laughs> like, That's right, new, you can. New ass news to me. <laughs> I, me and my wife's in the video going, wow, you can do that? Yeah, maybe you're not coming in here like I know something. Yeah, go ahead and get it, download it. Yeah, do that. Yeah, use my thing on there. <laughs> Don't even know what that is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, also uh, big ups to the three ladies who backed it uh, financially mm-hmm. and put it together. Mary J. Blige, Missy Elliott, and Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. Yes, sir. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was really deep of them to reach back and uh, go to, to from their roots. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. All yeah. them girls from the church, man, they know. Right, and and and, and the Clark sisters—they were executive producers too. You saw yeah, that they at were the, at the credits. Were. So the yeah. Clark family too—they, you know, they did their thing too. Dr. Oh Holly Carter, mm-hmm. man, that it, that movie was out. It was standing. really good. Bravo. It, it was really good. I, I just yeah. love their mother. I have so much man. respect for their That's mother. Great, man. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was time. I heard the clock mm-hmm. says it was time to clean up. That's what I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a witness? Yeah. Yes. Tommy, I'm going to do my life story on Lifetime, and I want you to uh, just play yourself. Oh. I thought you were going to say playing no, you. playing you. No, I want you to have you play yourself as a baby. <laughs> no. Now he's just yeah, playing as a baby. We gotta go. Pop, pop team. <laughs> Time to get caught up on today's headlines, you. Steve. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. And good morning, everybody. Yes, this is Ann Tripp with the news. Let's get right to it. Former Vice President Joe Biden now has the backing of his last primary rival, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. And uh, unlike the last time, Sanders told Biden that the big picture for the party and the nation is what's important and that everybody should get on board right now. I am asking all Americans, I'm asking every Democrat, I'm asking every independent, I'm asking a lot of Republicans to come together in this campaign to support your candidacy, which I endorse, to make certain that we defeat somebody who I believe is the most dangerous president in the modern history of this country, a president who downplayed this pandemic, who ignored the advice that some of his people were giving him, Sanders, Biden, and many others blame President Trump for first disbelieving that there was a coronavirus, claiming the Democrats made it up. Then he claimed it was under control. Then he waited, they say, for about a month to do anything about it, resulting in the thousands of American deaths and the currently hobbled U.S. economy. Many mainstream Democrats blame Bernie Sanders for Trump's winning the White House in the first place. Authorities say that one of the sailors who tested positive for the coronavirus aboard the USS uh, Theodore Roosevelt has died. Four other sailors from that very same Navy ship testing positive and hospitalized, and about 600 sailors on that ship have tested positive for the virus. Very serious. Former Fox TV host Bill O'Reilly being criticized over a remark he made recently to Sean Hannity about the thousands of people all over the world who've died from coronavirus. The still very, very popular conservative TV talker describes people who've passed from COVID-19 in a rather matter-of-fact kind of way. This tape courtesy of Media Matters. Many people who are dying both here and around the world um, were on their last legs anyway, and I don't want to sound callous about that. You're going to well, get hammered care. for that. I mean, a simple man tells the truth. Well, people have taken Twitter calling O'Reilly callous, a joke, and a lot of other <laughs> least flattering uh names, okay? There are more casualty numbers resulting from Easter Sunday's tornadoes in the South Authorities of Mississippi reporting at least 11 deaths, a lot of injuries. At least eight people died in Georgia, nine in South Carolina. Storm deaths also reported in North Carolina, Tennessee, and Arkansas. 
And finally, this always happens. A motorist in the UK the other day, okay, he was stopped for speeding. He tells the cop he was trying to outrun the coronavirus. Yeah, this guy driving at a 130 mile an hour clip actually said that he thought that the faster he drove, the less chance he'd have getting what the virus. I don't don't know. People are so silly. I just don't don't figure it out. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, Idris Elba, who himself tested positive for COVID-19, voiced a poem. It was called Don't Quit. It was by John Greenleaf Whittier uh, for a promo to spread hope during the pandemic. And uh, here's some of it. Take a listen. When the funds are low, but the debts are high. And you want to smile, but you have to sigh. I didn't take this virus seriously until it's all this. When care is pressing you down a bit. We want our needs here. Rest if you must, but don't don't you quit. Life is strange with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns. And many a fellow has turned about when he might have won had he stuck it out. So don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than it seems to a faint and a faltering man. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learns too late when the night came down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure. Turned inside out is your silver tint of your clouds of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems afar. So stick to the fight when your heart is hit. It's when things seem worse that you mustn't quit. Very good. Well, yeah, that I'll was be there, Junior. That now, was Junior, you see that? That I've was never, greatness, that's poetry, Steve, but No, I've, I've never here. known that they had an author to that poem. Yeah, John Greenleaf Whittier. But Junior's no, It's here, always though. been over the... I've never heard that. It's always been author unknown. But Junior's I've never here, heard though. that. Wow. I'm just, I'm just saying Junior's here, though. Come on, with his poem. You just, you just I, crushed him with that. Though. I, he Junior is here. How I'm gonna come behind that? Well, come no, on, no. I'm gonna do it. I know that that poem you just called uncalled. Don't quit. Well, this one I wrote called "I'ma Quit." Uh oh, by Junior. <laughs> come on, this the one I came up with. Yeah. <laughs> I'ma quit thinking someone is coming over. Cause they ain't. <laughs> I'ma quit thinking I'ma go start a hobby. Cause I ain't. <laughs> I'ma quit running to the door thinking every delivery is for me. Cause it ain't. <laughs> and I'm not gonna wait around for the guy in DC to be more passionate, caring, thoughtful, understanding, or give a damn about minorities. Cause he ain't. The end. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I like it, Junior. You're getting better, Junior. I wanted to boo you, but you were getting yeah, better. Was calling, you know he he closed it out now. right. That was I got good. time now. See, I'm in here. I got time. You in the lab. You write yeah, your poetry. It's coming. Yeah. I want you to write about that tree. Write about that tree. That's, <laughs> that's the next one, Tommy. I'm going to write one about this damn tree. Yes, sir. So you have something to do yeah. during the quarantine. Yeah. yeah. All right, coming up in 34 minutes after the hour in trending political news, President Trump used the task force briefing to defend himself. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
In trending political news, the president defended his actions, but he seemed very angry during yesterday's pandemic task force briefing. The president tried to uh, rewrite history uh, when he gave his response to the coronavirus of why, you know, he started late when everybody's accusing him of starting too late. Uh, Dr. Fauci was there to explain to the press that the virus warnings, uh, the virus warnings timetables, the president can't take criticism. We all know that. He went on the attack against the media, CNN, New York Times, and even Joe Biden. Uh, it is clear that the president of the U.S. is using the daily coronavirus briefings as a campaign rally. I think we, rally. I think we can all agree to that yeah. um, because he's on TV every day. And this is, you know, this is his time to do that. Um, he also showed a campaign rally style video uh, to defend himself. It, it appears that the, the president simply refused to acknowledge any of his mistakes. Well, yeah, he always doubles down. He briefings? never acknowledges it. Can, can we have these briefings without him, just the doctor and the other people? And he just—he <laughs> yes. ain't even got to come out. We don't need I him to come say nothing. No, yeah. he he's going to stand there because this is his make or break moment. This, right. is, this yeah. will define his candidacy right here, mm-hmm. candidacy. Because this is the one of the biggest things that's that has hit the globe in a long time. Yeah, and he has the advantage yeah. because he is a president. He does hold these briefings. Joe Biden doesn't get TV time like he does. You well, know. You know so. Well, this is the election for Trump, and he mm-hmm. knows that. Yeah, he knows that people are going to vote now. On based on this pandemic, based on this whole yeah, period. period. Exactly. And loss. speaking of that, Wisconsin looks like. Remember last week when they were standing out in the um, weather with their masks, social distancing. They still had to For go the primary. Vote in the primary. Well, it looks like the primary. Uh, Joe Biden won that um, yeah, primary in Wisconsin. Come on, come on, come yeah. on. it's over. He ain't mm-hmm. running against nobody. That's it. Yeah, Bernie uh, officially and Bernie endorsed officially him. endorsed uh, Joe Biden, saying, well, "We need you in the White House, Joe." <laughs> you know, look, man, um, this this is this has really gotten to a point now. Um, he has to do something because what he was touting as the best economy in the history in a in a long time, I mean, yeah, just in the history, mm-hmm. is now turning out to be the worst economy. Now, is this worst economy his fault? No, it isn't because of the pandemic. But it's happening under his watch. So you got to eat this one. You know, now he is not about the business of taking any blame for anything. We've seen this over and over and over. And you can see him and his party slowly making the twist and the flip and the spin. Remember uh, the dude that used to be on Fox, Bill O'Reilly? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. The spin yeah. factor. Yeah. Uh-huh. The spin yeah. factor. Uh-huh. It, that's that they're 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 brilliant at this, man. Yeah, but and that's what they're doing now. Conservatives are calling for the firing of Dr. Fauci. Come on. Why would you get rid of him? Because this is the one brilliant guy that's really being honest with the public. Mm-hmm. But if your honesty goes against what the president is saying, they gonna get you out of there, man. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you got this guy looking bad. But he but deserves he's the smartest person in the room because that's what he did, right. though. He did exactly that. He went against the president when Dr. Yeah. Fauci said on Sunday 
that, that of course if we did mitigation earlier that would have saved lives well that's common lives. sense yeah it, it, mm-hmm. that ain't going against nobody we all <laughs> know this yeah. but it made the president look bad because yes, he's all, all already fighting the accusations that he started he too react. late he mm-hmm. didn't react you know he mm-hmm. called it a hoax and all of right. that it's, and but, then but, Fauci, huh? but it's not an accusation he started too late there's footage of him saying it's a hoax. All over the place. Yeah. He, he joked about it. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be fine, people. We're going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. When, right. when April comes and the weather gets warmer. Yeah. All yeah. of that. Yeah. Well, it's April. It's like the flu. <sighs> yeah. 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 It's, it's a flu. No, it ain't I mean, like the crying flu. out loud, it's a flu. Yeah. No, it ain't like mm-hmm. the flu. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, you can go to Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook if you want to comment. Coming up next, it is The Nephew with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, I have two perfect boyfriends. We'll get into it. Wow. <laughs> <Come> girl. <laughs> we'll get into it coming up. Wow. But first, yeah. It is the nephew with uh, today's prank phone call. What do you have for us today, Neff? I can't wait. I'm in that 2020, Cheryl. I'm in that 2020 twin. This one right here is, don't leave the house again. Don't leave the house again. Don't do it. Let's go, Ken. It's that simple. It's just that simple. Hello? Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to speak to uh, Angel, please. This is Angel. Who's this? Angel, how you doing? My name is Randall. I live in the in the apartment building that you live in. How you doing today? I'm I'm doing okay. Is something wrong? Well, we got a little bit of a problem. Uh, I know it's a lot going on right now, you know, with the with the virus and all. But uh, it's been brought to my attention. I, I talked to the doorman, and he was telling me I, I've, you're the only person I've really seen going in and out of the building. Where, where exactly do you work? If you don't mind me asking, Miss Angel. I actually do mind you asking. Um, can you tell me why you're concerned about where I work and where I'm going? Okay, so here's the deal. Like, you know, we're all concerned about, you know, this whole virus thing. I'm noticing you going in and out this building every day. Every day you're going in and out, and I noticed that. So I asked the doorman about you, and he said something about that you had to go to work or you, uh, you know, you got one of those jobs that you – you got to be there or something like that. I don't know, but yes, I, you know, I, I'm an essential worker, but wait, so t- how, where did you get my number from? I, I asked around to a few of the neighbors that live on your floor and somebody, I just told them I was concerned. I wanted to talk to you about it. So my problem is this, we're trying to keep this whole apartment building safe, but you going in and out of it does not make it safe for us. You know, you, you kind of need to stay at home right now until all of this is over with. Uh, are you telling me what I need to do? Is that what you I'm telling you what right you now? need to do in, in the safety for the apartment building. That's what I'm saying. You you, okay. you don't need to leave this. You don't need to leave the house no more. Ooh, I am not the one today. Listen, unless you are going to tell me that you are going to pay my rent and my bills and take care of my daughter, you need to mind your damn business. No, I can no. come and go as I damn well please. No, you're not finna keep bringing. See, see, that's what that's my problem. And see, that's the attitude I don't like. See, if you coming in and out of this building, bringing, we don't know if you bringing something in here or not. That's the problem I have with this. 
And that's why I'm calling okay, you right now. Do you now have a problem with, with eating food every day? Because I work in a grocery store. I, do you have a problem with making sure that the shelves are stocked? You work at and the grocery store. I do work at that, the grocery store. So you around all them people and then you coming back to this apartment building? And I'm also around all the food that you probably eat. What's your point? Uh, the point unless is, you're, you work, unless you're hauled up in there eating canned tuna from two years ago, rice and beans, I'm pretty sure your food came from the grocery store. So essential workers like me are crucial to keep those stores open. I, I listen, listen. I, I I understand, but as far as you know, I, I'm 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 part of the team that 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 controls uh, all the people in the building as far as the neighbors are concerned. <laughs> I think I think you you misunderstand who you might think you are to me. You're nobody to me. You're just a neighbor. You don't control anything. You don't control where I go, who I go with, when I go, when I come. You don't control any of that. So I don't know what you think you might control. But well, I, 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 let me say this: end of the day, you need to keep your ass at home until this is over with. That's it. That's not. You're okay, gonna make well, me say. I'll safe. be waiting for you. I'll be waiting for that check for the rent and for my bills. So when you slide that underneath the door. I'll do as you please. I'm not Until coming then, nowhere near your business. Business. I'm not coming right. nowhere exactly. near exactly. your Exactly. Uh, let me say this here. If I, if, I, if I see you leave your building again, we're not letting you back in. <laughs> you are, is this, you have lost your mind. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you because we, <laughs> we see, 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 and see, this is the attitude I don't like is somebody not taking it seriously. What attitude you don't like i pay rent here i have always paid rent here and me and my daughter live here and we mind our business you weren't going to tell me when i go and come and when i'm going to get into my own apartment get out of here what is wrong with you listen i'm gonna say this to you if you're not gonna abide by what i'm telling you then i'm you, you already know is you and your daughter christy up there i would tell have, have both I'm, of y'all sorry, move compl- i don't have you and your you daughter just- christy mo- what what <laughs> Okay, I don't know who the f*** you think you are talking to, but I know you are not saying my daughter's name. You need to mind your mother's business. Me and my child are my business. You and whoever is your business need to stay the f*** over there and leave me and my family alone. I cannot believe you up in here talking about my kid. Are you out of here? You've lost your mind. You must have lost your mind. What unit did you say you lived in? I, I didn't say, I didn't say, what, didn't say what unit I lived in. I didn't say that. Okay, well, go ahead and tell me. Since you got so much to say, since you got such a problem with my motherfucking attitude, okay, well, we can have a conversation face to face. How about that? Uh, whatever. While you was at work the other day, I already talked to Chris. While I was at work? Why the f*** do you know my work schedule? Because I see you when you leave, but I talked I talk to I talked to your daughter, Christy, when you left the other day. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is clearly a problem. You got me f***ed up because you need to mind your business, and I don't ever want to hear anything about you saying anything near my daughter. You clearly have it up. Okay. You but your me? daughter, your daughter, Christy, is the one that told me to call you. I, I'm sorry, what? Your daughter, Christy, told me to call you. Matter of fact, she told me to prank call you. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Angel, you just got pranked by your daughter, Christy, girl. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Ooh, y'all Angel, got my it's, blood it's, pressure it's, all up and shit. It's, it's a joke, Angel. It's a joke, baby. Your, your daughter, Christy, got me to prank you, baby. Mm-mm. Okay, y'all ain't right for this. I'm going to get her. <laughs>
okay, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh, this is not the time for this bullshit. I'm like, you up, Tommy. These people are on edge right now. This is not the time for these games. I'm trying oh. to loosen. I'm trying to loosen up the edge, Miss Angel. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to loosen oh, up the edge. Oh my goodness! Tell Ooh, me this. Yeah, you. 2020, baby. 2020. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? <laughs> the Steve Harvey. The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have it. Don't wow. your ass leave this house. Don't leave this apartment building no more. Yeah. That is so current. <laughs> You're doing COVID-19 pranks, dog. Why not? Why not? You're proud of your nephew, Steve. Everybody, Uncle Steve, everybody at home. Everybody at home. You're going to be pranking your behind off. What what I'm supposed to do? Everybody there? (laughs) So, you know. Well, we have to oh. shout out to the grocery cashiers. They be yeah. Oh, you know what? Too. And I did that. Yes, yes, yes. 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 We appreciate yes. you so Big ups much. to everybody at the grocery appreciate store. You. Big ups to everybody, man. Um, mm-hmm. first, even first even first people, don't, people don't think the teachers are working. The teachers are working, too, oh, now. Yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. They, are. they had to go back. My girlfriend had to go back on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Lesson yes. plan and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Lesson plan and everything. You're right about and, that. And guess what, Carla? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yes. You're not a good homeschool teacher. That's tomorrow. Uh-oh. You pranking educators, <laughs> okay. too? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm Parents. pranking mamas yeah, at home. Parents. Oh, oh. Uh-huh. You're not oh, a good boy. homeschool teacher. Oh. Y'all ain't ready for it. I'm I'll not. You, boy, I know I'm not. <laughs> the nephew is back in stride. Tomorrow, the TNJ Coronavirus Stay-at-Home Comedy Show, hosted by yours truly and J. Anthony Brown. It jumps off tomorrow, 3 p.m., Eastern Standard Time. You can catch us at my YouTube channel, The Nephew Tommy EXP. That's the Nephew Tommy Experience. Catch me and Jay tomorrow acting a damn fool. We got comedians lined up, and you will enjoy the Coronavirus Comedy Show. Thank you. All right. Thank you, nephew. Can't wait. Uh, coming up, Strawberry Letter subject. I have two perfect boyfriends. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, sex, dating, work, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. I think it's time for this right here. Uh, She has been chosen again this year as one of the most influential women in radio for 2020 in uh, on-air category by Radio Inc. magazine. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Shirley Strawberry! (laughs) And now to the Strawberry Letter. Thank you, sir. That was cool. Thank Congratulations, you. Congratulations, girl. Thank you. Thank you, no, Radio, Radio Inc. Magazine. Thank you, guys. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Blessed. All right, subject. <laughs> wow. Subject, I have two perfect boyfriends. Dear Stephen Shirley, I am a 49-year-old divorced woman with two grown children. Two years ago, I prayed that God send me a real good man and life partner. I was dating with a purpose, and I had a list of non-negotiables and must-haves. Six months into praying and dating, I met the most incredible man, and he checked off nine of the ten boxes on my list. He lives in a different state, so... 
Either I visit him or he comes to see me twice a month. I was praying, but I wasn't being stupid enough to put all of my eggs in one basket. I kept dating men in my hometown. Shortly after I met the first guy, I met another really incredible guy that lives in my city, and he too checked off nine of the 10 boxes on my list. I've been seeing them both and having the best time. I was waiting to see if one of them would switch up and change so I wouldn't have a hard time dumping one of them, but they have both remained consistently wonderful, and I can honestly say that I love them both. I have two of the best relationships that a woman could dream of. There's no drama, no arguing, and no issues. I know that I'm the only I know that I'm the only woman that they are seeing and have keys to their homes. I have keys to their homes. I want this to work and I even jokingly asked both of them about a polyamorous relationship. They said that would be great, but only if they could have more than one woman. They both talk about marriage and how long they have searched for a woman like me. I can't decide which one would make uh, the best life partner. I don't want to hear a lecture about how I am playing to men because men do it all the time. I'm having a lot of fun, but I need to stop playing before they find out about each other. How can I choose one over the other? Hmm. Well, now, aren't you just living your best life? Hmm. Well, uh... You know, many women, I'll say this, complain about not having or not being able to find one good man. And here you are with two good boyfriends, perfect boyfriends. And, and how convenient that one of them lives out of town. I mean, how, how convenient is that? One lives in town and one lives out of town. So, you know, there won't be any cross-pollination or anything going on in your life. Uh, you're right about, you know, I can understand that. You don't want to hear a lecture about having two boyfriends because, yes, men do it all the time. And no one says anything, huh? But guess what? You're not a man. And, and there is a double standard when it comes to this. There is just a double standard in the world. But hey, have your fun while you can, okay? Because you know this isn't going to last forever. You've already said you need to stop before they find out. Uh, you've asked them about a polyamorous relationship, and they liked it. Uh, but only if they could have more than one woman. And I got to ask you, did that make you think or, or feel anything like, you know, uh, while you're out of town, you know, especially you're out of town guy, and while you're out of town with him, maybe, you know, what's he doing when you're not in town? Hmm, maybe he might be doing that anyway. It's just a thought, just a thought. But to the question of choosing one over the other, I, I just say only you can make that choice. You have to make that decision. Uh, you know, ask yourself these questions. Which one puts you first? Which one's actions lines up with his words? Which one can you depend on the most? You know, who treats you like a queen? Who do you think will be a good father? Those are kind of the things you think about when you're trying to, um, you know, choose a life partner. So, I mean, which one supports your dream? So if one of those fits all that criteria, then, you know, you know which one that is. And like I said, only you can make that choice. Steve? Yeah, well, mm -hmm. uh, I have two perfect boyfriends. I normally don't do this, but I'm going to start at the bottom of the letter. How can I choose one over the other? First of all, let me say, I'm having a lot of fun, but I need to stop playing before they find out about each other. How can I choose one over the other? Well, 
I really don't give a damn. <laughs> I really don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I yeah. really don't Her give choice. a damn mm-hmm. about this problem that you wrote in that you're having. This is a problem you created yourself. And you're having fun. And you don't want no lecture. So what you write me for? I don't give a damn who you choose. I don't give a damn who find out. But I tell you what I will do when we come back, though. I will tell you something in here that you didn't write in here. But I'm going to inform you about something about men, sister. Because once you play this game with men, you messing with somebody who played this game for real. Men are not as smart as women, but we all ain't really that damn dumb, though. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You just need to tell you that. <laughs> say it one more time. Men are not as smart as women, Mm-mm. but we ain't really that damn dumb, though. <laughs> and you need to understand that, sister. And that's, it's in your letter, and I'm going to give it yep, back to you when we is. come back. All right, Steve, we'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Uh, Subject of today's Strawberry Letter, I have two perfect boyfriends. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on, let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. I have two perfect boyfriends. Like I said, after I read the bottom of the letter, I'm having a lot of fun but I need to stop playing before they find out about each other. How can I choose one over the other? And I said before we went on break, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I don't. I don't care which one you pick. I don't because you y'all see. And how can I choose one or the other? I like I said it earlier. Women are smarter than men, but men ain't that dumb though. And now I'm finna walk you through this letter and show you what I'm talking about. Now, you're 49 years old. You divorced woman with two grown children. Here's what I don't care about this lady. Two years ago, I prayed that God send me a real good man and a life partner. I was dating with a purpose, and I had a list of non-negotiables and must-haves. Six months into praying and dating, I met the most incredible man, and he checked off nine of the ten boxes of my list. He lives in a different state, so either I visit him or he comes see me twice a month. God answering your prayers. I was praying, but I wasn't being stupid enough to put all my eggs in one basket. Pump your brakes. You mean to tell me now that you prayed to God for something? God gave it to you, but now you don't trust God? Now, you think God needs some help from you? You think that your decisions is better than God's decisions? That's what you think? So after you've been praying all this time, Lord Jesus, Father God, I wasn't stupid enough to put all my... What you really said was I wasn't stupid enough to just accept that one prayer as being answered. So this is what you Mm -hmm. did. So I kept dating men in my hometown. This, you've been praying to God, so if he sent it to you, he perfect. What's the, you added this complication. You yep, drug right. this other right. man into this after God gave you what you asked for. But, but I'm finna show you something now. Shortly after I met this guy, 
I met another really incredible guy that lives in my city, and he too checked off nine out of the ten boxes on your list. Now, one of these men is from God. Hmm. The other one is from you and your greed. Now, I'm just telling you what I see in this letter. I've been seeing them both and having the best time. I was waiting to see if one of them would switch up and change so I wouldn't have a hard time dumping one of them, but they have both remained consistently wonderful, and I can honestly say that I love both of them. Congratulations, lady. I have two of the best relationships that a woman could dream of. Okay, all right, cool. There's no drama, no arguing, and no issues. Now, here we go. This one I'm finna teach you something. I know that I'm the only woman that they are seeing, and I have keys to their homes. Well, listen, you got a key to the man's house that's out of town. That's the one God answered the prayer for first, and you had. You added the second one. You got keys to a guy's house out of town? Okay. <laughs> you got keys to a guy's house locally? Okay. That don't mean that's his only place. Mm. <laughs> mm. I know a whole lot of dudes got two, two, two places, a home and in a fully furnished apartment. Mm. You might have a key to the fully furnished apartment. I don't know. I'm just saying. But that you got keys, that don't prove nothing. I want this to work, and I even jokingly, now here, here where you finna learn something. I want this to work, and I even jokingly asked both of them about a poly, uh, polyamorous. polyamorous relationship. That foolishness. They said, now here we go. They said that would be great, but only if they could have more than one woman. Mm-hmm. What? Wait a minute, lady. You pray to God for something. He gives it to you. You introduce another man on top of what God gave you. Then God gives you a great relationship, and then you throw some of your own mess in the great relationship and say, I asked them both if they want to poly... So what is it, Shirley? Polyamorous. I don't even want that it, foolishness. That's why I don't even learn like stuff like that. Like an open relationship, more than I want one. a polyamorous relationship. They said it would be great, but only if they could have more than one woman. Somebody don't care about you. Because now I'm finna teach you something about men. A man that really, really loves a woman don't want to share. Not at all. The woman I love can't be in another man's arms. That's too much. So somebody... Because you've you've introduced something on top of a, something you prayed for, you've introduced another relationship. Now you got these two perfect relationships, and you want to introduce them to one another, but they don't know about each other. And you jokingly, you ain't jokingly, you fishing. And now they said they'd be great, but only if they could have more than one woman. You missed that. They both talk about marriage and how long they have searched for a woman like me. I can't decide which one will make the best life partner. I don't want to lecture about how I'm playing. I ain't going to give you no lecture. But this going to blow up in your face because men do it all the time. And don't it blow up in their face all the time? This going to blow up in your face. So have a lot of good-ass fun because you can't pray for God to give you something. Then he give it to you. Then you act like you going to double down on that to cover it. Oh, you don't know what a blessing is. All right. Thank you, Steve. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. And check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Bye, now, Shamika. <laughs> now, coming I mean, up at Felicia. I mean, Felicia. Felicia. Yeah. Coming up Felicia. in 46 minutes well, after the hour. NASCAR driver Kyle Larson appears to be having some difficulty because he said the N-word. Hmm. 
We'll talk about it when we come back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. NASCAR driver Kyle Larson has some big problems, guys. He's 27 years old. He said the N-word during a virtual race on uh, Easter Sunday. Larson, who drives the number 42 car during the NASCAR Cup Series, was competing in an iRacing event. It was streamed live to thousands, I mean thousands of people on Twitch. Now, after crashing during lap six, Larson apparently had a difficult time communicating with the other drivers, and that's when things got bad. He said, I can't see it. You hear me? Hey, N-word, Larson said casually. Uh, Another individual involved in the race said to him, Kyle, you're talking to everyone. But Kyle Larson, whose mother is Japanese-American, was a member of NASCAR's Drive for Diversity initiative. Uh, Two major sponsors have just cut the ties with Kyle. Larson. Uh, was, it, with, was it any black people that was driving? Who was he talking to? His crew, his guys, he was talking the to other the, drivers. Yeah. The, the other, other drivers. white people? Uh, to, to some more white people? Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of people talking. Uh-huh. It was thousands of people. Well, who so was the N-word is what I'm trying to say. Who was he talking to? You know See, how. he thought he was just talking in his apology. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thought he was just talking to his crew. But he was informed by some other people. Kyle, everybody can hear. They you. can hear you, bud. That's yeah. what so said. Despo- they said. So then he bud. issued. Uh, do Do we have the apology? Yeah, well, let's that he let's issued? take a listen. Here it is yes. now, Steve. Yeah, I just want to say I'm sorry. Um, you know, last night I made a mistake and said the word that should never, ever be said. And um, you know, there's no excuse for that. You know, I wasn't raised that way. You know, it's just an awful thing to say. And I feel very sorry for my family my friends, my partners, the NASCAR community, and especially the African-American community. You know, I understand the damage is probably unrepairable, and you know, I own up to that. Um, but I just wanted to let you all know how sorry I am. And, you know, I, I hope everybody is, is staying safe during these crazy times. Thank you. <laughs> You're going to bring up Corona? Corona, COVID-19. <laughs> He in trouble. He got those some Corona. Uh-huh. I hope everybody's staying safe. I hope everybody's staying safe. Well, uh, let, let, let me say this. He's got suspended, too. With well, He got suspended from NASCAR? Yes. Uh-huh. NASCAR has suspended him. Uh, the iRacing team suspended him without oh. pay. Uh, I have so many bigger things that I'm dealing with right now. It's out there in so many public veins now. If, and, but I don't, his apology, he can save it. Because I don't like people that say, I said a word that should never be said. It's an awful thing to say. But you said it, though. Yeah. You know so it if it should never be said, where it come? You wasn't raised that way. Well, where it come from, your partner? I'm not saying your parents <laughs> did it, but you picked it up somewhere on something. So And bring us the keys to that car. I got no more comments <laughs> after this. All right, we'll, we'll exactly. talk about it. Part two coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, so Steve, when we left, we were talking about NASCAR uh, race car driver Kyle Larson, who uh, said he mistakenly said the N-word while he was playing a virtual race game. Now, listen, um, yeah, this is a virtual race game he mm-hmm. was in. Uh, I've been around several NASCAR events. Yeah. I've gone to some speedways when we were doing the movie Racing Stripes. I had to do some promotions down there at Speedways. I've been to uh, uh, Richard Petty's place. 
uh, met with him, his entire family at Victory Ranch, one of the most outstanding facilities I've ever seen for disabled kids to come and be able to do everything that ordinary kids do. I mean, if you want to bowl, if you want to rock climb, if you're in a wheelchair, you want a horseback ride, whatever you want to do, they have a facility where uh, uh, disabled kids can do anything that able-bodied people can do, right? Mm-hmm. I've been around Dale Earnhardt Jr. I've been yep. around uh, Jeff Gordon. I've been around several of these guys. Some of the, some of the coolest people on the planet. So this ain't against NASCAR. Does NASCAR have a lot of blacks in it? No. Have they been trying to find a way to increase diversity? Yeah, but if you go to a NASCAR event, uh, not really. Uh, so a lot of rebel flags at these events, and it, it ain't the most family-friendly atmosphere. Very Are you saying you may hear the N-word? Yeah. And so there. this dude's apology about it should never be said, you said it. And when you say it in a public forum like that with a helmet in a moment like that, it's because you've said it before. I am telling you it is said all the time. Problem is, he let somebody hear. Yeah, he got caught. The The thing is, the word is a racial slur. It just is, okay? It is. But you know what? Go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry, sir. The, no. the thing is, y'all, is that Hispanic people say it to each other. White boys say it to each other. We say it to each other. And that's why. I, and, and that's the issue. But <laughs> you have so many that. different ethnicity groups that are saying it to each other all the time. I hear mm-hmm. white boys calling each other mm-hmm. that all the time. Dog. I hear Spanish guys say it all, all the time the to time. each other. I've, I've, well, I've, I've, and, I haven't heard it a us. lot. But I know it exists because I watch things and I hear things. And right. I see and, groups. And it's in all and the music. And Tommy's absolutely correct. It's in music. It's and let everywhere. me say this. The new trend, too. I'm going to tell you. TikTok videos. These mm-hmm. kids that dance with TikTok, because I'm around younger kids. And when you look at these videos and you see these songs, these kids are dancing They lip syncing it. Yes. And they lip syncing the lyrics. And it's all absolutely. racist. And and they've been doing that for a while. Yeah. They have. They have. Absolutely. I mean, this, and yeah, so the I don't. Been in music forever. Yeah. And I don't think a guy Crazy. should lose his career. Now, if you're in a different field, if you're a news anchor person, someone that issues out authoritative information, you're in mm-hmm. politics. That's a different business. Big no. That's a yeah. different business. You a sports athlete and all that, man. I, hey, man, you've been in locker rooms before. Yeah, have you been around? And and that's what they do. And Tommy's right. He's one hundred percent right. White dudes call each other that now. Latinos call each other that now. I saw an Asian dude talking to another Asian dude and said that one time. I see him in the car when I pull up next to him, and they be banging that music, just saying it. I yes. can't get. I can't yeah. say nothing. Yeah, because it's there. Well, now, yeah, now, it's if like you they've call been given me, permission to do it, yeah. If you call me an N-word, I, I want you to understand something. As soon as I hear it, oh, expect we're, we're something. It. Just yeah. expect something. It, you, you're not going to give it to me free. I've never taken it free from a non-black, ever in my life, mm-hmm. 63 years. And I have been in uh, four racial fights in college over it and two afterwards. So I've been in about six in my life. But if you call me that, 
it's on and cracking. I give you my word on that. All right, uh, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, head doctor of the Coronavirus Pandemic Task Force, went on the record saying that people should just forget about shaking hands, okay? Even after COVID-19 is over, he said, forget about it. Uh, He went on to say, we've got to break that custom. Got to ask the guys, what are we going to do um, when we get back out there to greet people? I mean, what's up? just going to say, hey. What's yeah. that? Hey. <laughs> what it do? But we're humans and we like that human contact, hey man, right? Hey, black hey. people creative, we're gonna come yeah. up with something so dope. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. waiting, them boys up in New York, Brooklyn, Bronx, Harlem, they're gonna come up with something. Yeah. It's gonna be nice. The, gonna be the nice. official black people handshake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's what come. One of these, one of these young young boys gonna come up with a dope way to do it. Yeah, they thinking they- about it now. Remember the Obamas came up with the fist bump and with people. The, you know what? That. You know yeah. what? Um, maybe maybe we could do them. like, maybe we could do like LeBron and them do before they get in the game. You see all that crazy stuff they do, but but do it without touching. It's a, it's a possible way. To, it's almost like a little dance they do. Well, you the, like she did. You so can throw it up gang signs. So we see each other. We're gonna dance. We're gonna dance. <laughs> I, th- I think when we see each other, we all the dosey do. We're gonna do the wobble. What are we yeah, your partner by the hand, swing around like yeah, man. Oh, I see that dosey do. Come on now, let's go to flow. No, don't, 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 don't. We gotta come up with something. We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show and some trending stories at 33 minutes after the hour. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In trending political news, the president defended his actions, but he seemed very angry during yesterday's pandemic task force briefing. The president tried to uh, rewrite history uh, when he gave his response to the coronavirus of why, you know, he started late when everybody's accusing him of starting too late. Uh, Dr. Fauci was there to explain to the press that the virus warnings Uh, The virus warnings timetables. The president can't take criticism. We all know that. He went on the attack against the media, CNN, New York Times, and even Joe Biden. Uh, It is clear that the president of the U.S. is using the daily coronavirus briefings as a campaign rally. I think we we can all agree to that um, because he's on TV every day. And this is, you know, this is his time to do that. Um, He also showed a campaign rally-style video uh, to defend himself. It, it appears that the, the president simply refused to acknowledge any of his mistakes. Well, yeah. He always can we doubles have down. These he briefings? never acknowledges it. Can, can we have these briefings without him? Just the doctor and the other people. And he just—he <laughs> yes. ain't even got to come out. We don't need I him to come agree. say nothing. He's going to stand there because this is his make-or-break moment. Right. This is his... Yeah. will define his candidacy right here, mm-hmm. candidates. Mm-hmm. Because this is the one of the biggest things that has hit the globe in a long time. Yeah, and he has the advantage and because he is a president. He does hold these briefings. Joe Biden uh-huh. 
doesn't get TV time like he does, you, well, know, you know. So Well, this is the election for Trump. He knows that people are going to vote now based on this pandemic. Based on this whole yeah, period. period. Exactly. And, and speaking of that, Wisconsin looks like, remember last week when they were standing out in the um, weather with their masks, social distancing, they still had to For go the primary. the primary. Well, it looks like the primary, uh, Joe Biden won that um, yeah, primary in Wisconsin. Come on, come on, come yeah. on. It's over. And he ain't running against nobody. Yeah, Bernie uh, officially and Bernie endorsed, officially endorsed uh, Joe Biden, saying well, we need you in the White House, Joe. <laughs> you know, look, so. man, um, this this is this has really gotten to a point now. He has to do something because what he was touting as the best economy in the history in a, in a long time mm-hmm. is now turning out to be the worst economy because of the pandemic, but. It's happening under his watch. So you got to eat this one. Now, he is not about the business of taking any blame for anything. We've seen this over and over and over. And you can see him and his party slowly making the twist and the flip and the spin. Remember uh, the dude that used to be on Fox, Bill O'Reilly? Yes. The spin spin factor. Uh They're brilliant at this, man. Coming up, our last break of the day. It's the last break of the day. Perfection, Steve Harvey. Yeah, got it from him. Hell. He and of course, how to do it. I know. And of course, some uh, closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are. Last break of the day, as promised. It's been a good day, a good Tuesday, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Girl, yeah. yeah. We making yeah. it every day. Yeah. Yes, we, we are. Just, just, just take <laughs> our time with this last break. <laughs> Why, Junior? Because we going back to quiet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back to watching the tree. <laughs> Junior, I'm finna, go, I'm finna go pull these weeds out this flower bed, Junior. That's what I'm finna do. I, You're welcome. I, I got me something to do. You got something to do? Let's yeah. Go. What you gonna do? Uh, go out here. I'm gonna try to see if I can see the house on the other side. Could you stop watching your neighbors? What is going on? Get a new view. I'm going to just go see if I can go see there. I said, that's the first time I ever saw the other house. So I'm going to go see if I can go see see their house now. We know it's hard, but enjoy this time that you have away because it's not going to last forever. This too shall pass. This too. And we'll be talking yeah. about remember It'll be a when. memory soon. Yeah, remember yeah. when, back when. Yeah. Y'all remember Corona? Mm-hmm. Remember we had to remember? But I actually think we should do this once a year. I think a, a month of lockdown would be good for everybody and their families. I do. Mm, to get a break, Pe- huh? Yeah. To, to take, yeah, break, take a break. Take a break from the world and well, lock up with your talk, man. I'm I know. Yes, I know. to get the hell out of here. Junior ain't with that. I'm sorry. That, no. that was Thomas Miles. My bad. I slipped out of timing. My bad. Lock ourselves down for another month. You I'm ain't going to make one. it, Junior. I didn't. Oh, hell no. But people want to I'm going to have so many work, charges though. against me. Yeah. <laughs> people do want to get back and go to work and stuff so they can make some money so they can Fighting take care of their families. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm with Tommy with pay, though. Yeah, hey, we could do it with yeah, pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's add that. Let's insert that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. with pay. Mm-hmm. Put that in there. Yeah, well, spend time with your families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, in this uh, time right here, I've I've really decided 
And I'm trying to uh, implore people to take a positive attitude about all of this. Now, listen, ones to this thing, I, 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 I mean, my heart goes out to you. Uh, this has been an invisible thing that has happened across the world. This isn't, you know, they, they, they talk about hot spots, but this, this is worldwide. You know, but uh, I've got friends uh, in different parts of the globe, you know, on in the UAE and Africa. You know, I got friends in the Bahamas. I got friends in uh, Brazil. Uh, I, I, I got some friends in uh, Pan-Asian countries. But, you know, man, I, I, I look at all of this and there is a bright side because this too shall pass. You know, you have to understand that you've got to fix your mind to deal with what's going on out here. You've got to get an understanding pertaining to your situation. And you got to first come to the realization that this thing that's happening to all of us ain't just happening to you. See, say it like that. This thing that's happening to all of us, it stops you from thinking this is only happening to you. It's amazing, man, how people can compartmentalize this situation and make it all about them. Like you're the only one ain't going to work. Like you're the only one ain't missing a check. Like you are not the only one that's quarantined. You're not the only one that's having to become a homeschool teacher. You're not the only one feeling stuck. It's everybody. But why are some people complaining and others are not? Well, because it's almost like the old saying, you can look at your glass half empty or you can look at your glass half full. I happen to be the half full guy. I happen to look at this thing with the hope that the God I serve is doing something on my behalf that when he brings me through this, like he has brought me through everything else, that when I get to the other side of this, there will be the glory for it. There will be the miracle. There will be the major developments and learnings and blessings and everything that I need on the other side of this. And this is what's going to happen to millions of people. Do you hear me? Millions of people are going to come out of this on the other side and be more grateful and become more appreciative and become more acutely aware of their surroundings and what's really important to them. I don't know why God slowed the world down at this particular time. I don't know, but something's going on. And God always does things with a purpose in mind. He has a mission. And I always wanted to be the type of soldier where I paid attention to the voice when I heard it, that I always tried to attune myself to the mission. Have I always done it? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. But I am at my absolute level best when I pay attention to his voice. I am at my absolute best when I yield to his word. I am at my absolute best when I lean on his promises. That's when I'm at my absolute best. God is at his absolute best when you are in the middle of your absolute worst. I've never seen him not show up on time. I've never not seen him fail to deliver the package. I've never not seen him promise to keep his promises that he made. I've never seen him fail. 
not one single time. I've never seen God fail or heard of it, not one single time. And this is just one of those times. As difficult as it is, there's a victory for those that believe. I happen to believe. I'm looking for the victory. I'm looking for the bright side, the light at the end of the tunnel. God has been good to me all these years. Why would he stop now? I don't believe that. Those are my closing remarks. Woo! Okay, now. Right. Wrap it up. Right on, right preach. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 